What's going on, everyone? Isaac Edelman here with Zach Milliron right here on FL Teams. We are going to be previewing the upcoming Florida Gators football season. We're one week away, Zach. And look, what better to do than sit down, talk Gators football, preview the upcoming season, preview Anthony Richardson, Billy Napier, and their success, and most importantly, give our predictions. That's what it's all about, right, my man? Exactly. It's a, There's a lot of excitement in Gator Nation right now, especially with a with a week out till the big one against Utah. You know, fun fact, this will be the biggest um, opening game as far as facing a ranked opponent that Florida's had since the 1960s. Wow. Um, so it's it's pretty big for, for the Gators as far as having number seven Utah coming into the swamp on uh, Saturday. Awesome. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Obviously, before we start, make sure to check out flteams.com, your go-to one-stop shop for all Florida sports coverage. Follow us at FL Teams for the best social media coverage. We'll be busy these upcoming weeks, whether it's the NFL season starting or, of course, college football, which has already started. Our FAU and FSU football teams played yesterday, and they both got wins. But anyway, we're not talking about the Knolls and the Hours. We're talking about the Gators. So, Zach, I want to first start off by asking you, just what are your thoughts on, you know, the Gators entering Saturday? Well, you know, as I say in my uh, Utah preview show that will be up later this week, it's it's really a lot of people are in a wait-and-see mode with Florida. Uh, with Billy Napier coming in, you know, and everything's been so closed off to the media, even their scrimmages. Uh, they haven't allowed a lot of people to view them. So as far as an offensive and defensive scheme, uh, you know, you can kind of think maybe what it might be based on what he ran at Louisiana Lafayette, the kind of athletes that Florida has coming back this season. But really, a lot of people are going to be very intrigued to see what the Gators come out and do on Saturday, both from an offensive and defensive uh, schematic standpoint. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think that when you talk about the Gators, we need to shift our focus to the new coaching staff, right? Billy Napier now at the head. What are you going to expect out of him and his leadership and how it will translate to success this season for the Gators? Well, Billy Napier definitely brings a very tough-minded. Uh, he wants his football teams to be physical and to play smart. You know, a couple things he's touched on in his press conferences was he wants that physicality on every play. He does not want penalties. He wants everyone to play as a team. And even things such as, you know, making sure all the players wear white socks and black cleats. You know, he wants all of his players to look the same. It's it's all uh, in his mindset of we are a team and we're going to play as a team and we're not going to let our teammates down. And just as someone who's followed the team for years, um, that's a huge shift. I mean, it might sound simple, but I remember year, previous years under different coaching staffs, and you know, I'm not going to throw any other coaching staff under the bus, but you know, there's been years where Gators have come out, and you know, one guy's got orange socks on, one guy's got white socks, one guy's got blue cleats, and they don't match as a team. And you know what? They made a lot of errors as a team. You know, as far as being a heavy penalized team, you know, the Gators since 2020 or I'm sorry, 2010, since 2010 have led the SEC or come in second or third in the amount of penalties that they've gotten. And that's just inexcusable. And you're not going to win many tight football games when uh, you're having that many penalties. 
Last year alone, the Gators averaged a penalty every 9.8 plays. Um, you think about having a drive, you know, if you're driving 80 yards starting at the 20, 25, 70, 75, 80 yard drive, and you have a penalty every nine plays, imagine how that's going to create even more difficulty. Well, Billy Napier has said he's not going to put up with that, and he has that mindset, and I think that's automatically going to help the Gators improve. Yeah, great analysis, Zach. I think we can all agree um, that the Gators, number one, needed a coaching change, and number two, Billy Napier was a pretty good option. So now I want to switch gears to the biggest position in football. Quarterback, right? Last season, we saw a lot of Anthony Richardson, but it was mostly Emory Jones, who is now at ASU. So Anthony Richardson, the starting quarterback for the Gators, what are you going to expect out of him? Because he, I mean, at least we can all agree, for now, has no competition. He is 1,000% the starting quarterback. No, you know, split split games, I'd say, right? Last year, we saw Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson playing the same game. Expecting that Richardson performs well, it's just going to be him the entire game. Exactly. Especially now, you know, the quarterback room at Florida right now is not very good. Um, in fact, their backup quarterback, he's out now five to six weeks with a broken thumb. So he won't even be back until maybe the USF or the Tennessee game later in the season. So, yeah, it is on Anthony Richardson. Um, offensively, I think Florida goes as far as he goes. You know, if you look at some uh, – pundits across college football and even the NFL, some of the people have him as a top-ranked draft pick even going into next April's NFL draft. And if he lives up to those expectations, then I think Florida can have a huge year. I know I'm in the minority of thinking that way, and I'm not being a homer. I'm very realistic um, because I also think if he doesn't have a big year, that Florida could could be an average team if, if at best. Uh, they have a really tough schedule. Anthony Richardson's got to be smart with the football, and he's got to be smart on and off the field. Um, he's talked about a lot in the offseason about maturing, you know, maybe not doing backflips before the game or, you know, dancing the Friday night before the game and, and hurting your knee and then not being able to play. Uh, that happened last year against South Carolina. Um, and just things like that and taking that leadership and maturity onto the field on Saturdays. Is going to be huge for the Gators. You know, he's their best athlete, bar none, on the field as far as throwing and and running. So if he is what a lot of people think he can be, uh, I think the Gators can have a huge year with him. Absolutely. And, you know, Richardson can't have a good year unless his weapons show up. In your eyes – who is Richardson's go-to piece this season, right? We don't have an obvious Kyle Pitts, Kyle Trask connection, right? There's no Kadarius Tony, or maybe there is. I just want to hear your thoughts. Well, so they have a transfer, ironically, from Arizona State, where Emory Jones went, in a Purisol wide receiver. And he has, reporters are saying that he has the shiftiness of a Kadarius Tony. So, again, another intriguing factor to see Saturday. He was hurt earlier in the fall camp, but as of all signs point, he's good to go for the uh, game against Utah. So he could definitely be a big a big play target uh, for the Gators. They also have guys like Xavier Henderson, Trent Whittemore, Justin Shorter that have played last year with the Gators, and those three guys have got to step up. Uh, the 
deepest core, though, they have is actually in the backfield. They have uh, Johnson, who transferred from Louisiana Lafayette, with Billy Napier coming over. They also have Nacon Wright, who played pretty well last year for the Gators, split time at running back. They have some of the Miami Hurricane fans might remember this name, Lorenzo Lingard, who was a five-star coming out of high school. Um, got hurt at Miami, then transferred to Florida. He hasn't had a lot of snaps, but he's been looking really good. And then they have Travis Etienne's brother, freshman, coming in. Um, and he's he's been playing really well in fall camp. So definitely, as far as position depth goes, the running back group is definitely the strongest by far. Yeah. Um, how do you think Louisiana transfer running back Montreal Johnson is going to do this season? In my opinion, you should be big right away because the Gators haven't had the best running back room these past few years. I think one thing he has going for him, and again, we don't know exactly what scheme Billy Napier is going to run on offense, but being that he was a leading rusher last year in that particular scheme, I'm sure he has some insights. And don't forget, they also got an offensive lineman, Oscience Torrance, transferred over um, from Louisiana Lafayette as well, which will help anchor a uh, veteran offensive line coming back. So between Johnson and the other running backs I mentioned, a strong offensive line, I think that's where my senses are that the Gators are going to really rely heavily on a running attack. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that the Gators need to rely on their running attack because they will set up some some pretty good offense, some good plays. Obviously, Jacob Copeland's now at Maryland, but Justin Shorter should really lead a good group of receivers for the Gators. But you can't win games with just offense. You have to win games with defense. And <laughs> Florida's defense is always the top. I know. Oh, okay. You, you got to the point quickly. Good. Yes, it, it was horrible, right? It was always the topic of discussion after every single game. Now, a lot of new guys, new coaching staff. How do you expect this defense to perform this season? Well, let's put it this way, Isaac. They can't get any worse, all right? Addition by subtraction. You get rid of Todd Grantham. You get a defensive coordinators in there and defensive coaches that know what they're doing. Um, all. All signs point to that. You're even seeing that on the recruiting front with being big-time level recruiters, uh, getting a bunch of four-stars uh, in the defensive line, committed to Florida recently. So I think they're going to be a lot better. I think they have something to prove. Uh, don't forget, you still have a lot of returners coming back, and Gervon Dexter anchoring that defensive line, Brenton Cox. Uh, you have the transfer from Georgia and Kimber, who was a really good cornerback before he got hurt and then transferred to Florida. You have on the other side corner, you have Marshall. So those could be two lockdown corners. Um, you also have some freshmen that are Billy Napier is looking for them to step up, such as Sapp and other guys. So I, I the talent level there is not as bare as what people are saying. I think right off the bat, the Gators are going to be better tackling, and they're going to be better discipline, more disciplined defense. And I think if they can just figure out those two things, plus with better coaching, they have a chance to be a lot better defensively. Don't forget, because a lot of people have forgotten about this, before the wheels fell off last year for Florida Gators, they have a lot of players returning from last year. They were a two-point conversion away from taking Alabama to overtime back in September before the wheels kind of fought, fell off later in the year. So that's something that I think a lot of people are overlooking. And a lot of the players have said, you know, they're, you know, one of the one of the coaches 
that are on the defensive side for Florida. Uh, Tony, he came over. He's coached at LSU and other SEC schools. He told the players during the summer workouts what other schools thought of the Gators. And his comments were really eye-opening. They said said that the other SEC schools thought they were soft, poor tackling, that these guys will quit in the third and fourth quarter if you get up on them. They're not smart. They're not disciplined. And he told these guys that. And and I think the guys are hungry, and they're going to come out and wanting to prove a point this year. Exactly. So with that said, let's get into the prediction part of this show. So the Gators right now are unranked. Do you expect them to be ranked this season? I think by the end of the year, the Gators will be ranked in the top 25. Okay, there it is. So let's go. We're not going to go game by game because I think we could agree that the Gators will get some easy wins. I think I'll just knock those out of the way. Um, I think we'll agree that they'll beat Kentucky. USF. They better beat Kentucky. They that's better. Be better. That's been a struggle game the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, oh, they, they, last year. That game against Kentucky last year. You know, they, Kentucky, you know, Kentucky's beaten them two out of three years. Yeah, but so, hey, I'm hoping with the defense, the defense, let's be honest, lost them those games. Right. So, yeah. Um, USF, I know there's a lot of USF fans here on FL teams, but. Hey, I mean, they have a good QB, Gary Bohanahan. Eastern Washington, Missouri, let's hope. Um, South Carolina, the Gators better. Vanderbilt, without a question, the Gators will beat. Now I want to get into the big games, and I guess we'll go in chronological order. Week one against Utah in Gainesville. Week one, I don't know if Utah is going to expect what they're going to see in terms of the home field advantage. But Utah's ranked seven. Do you see the Gators beating them? So I don't want to give away too much from my previous yeah. show on Utah. But what I'll say is in that show, I go into uh, some major uh, keys to Florida winning that game. And it's not as hard, difficult to see them doing it as what I think people thought maybe in June and July. Um, Gators definitely have a shot in that game. It's at home. Yeah. Uh, it's – Humidity, heat. I mean, Utah, they're not used to that. 90,000 fans. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll say, though, and not to give too much away again, but Florida has a major advantage going for them in that Utah, what have they been game planning for? What film have they been watching? You, yeah. you don't know what offensive defensive scheme Florida's going to come out with. Exactly. You, you know, know, really, Utah. they could just watch Richardson, but that's just one player because literally right, exactly. everyone else is new. So, I think Florida has a great advantage in that game. And uh, I think if they come out ready to go, you know, it's going to be good things for the Gators. Absolutely. Let's move on to at Tennessee. I'm going to be honest. I don't see them winning this game. Besides Tennessee being such a good team, probably more talented than the Gators, it's at Tennessee. So (laughs) it's funny, though, because Tennessee – Every offseason, it's, you know, Tennessee's predicted to win the national championship, even though they've been rebuilding for years. They're going to beat Florida, this and that. And I'm not saying – I think that's a very difficult game. It's on the road. It'll be their first road test of the year. But the Gators have beaten Tennessee like 19 out of 20 times, some crazy stat like that. And uh, it could be a little off. It might be like 17 out of 19. But, I mean, the series hasn't been close. And I think – 
that it, it all depends. And then this is not a cop out answer, but you know, Gators have Utah and Kentucky, and then USF first three games. Tennessee has Ball State and Pittsburgh, and then I believe like a Division One AA team. So Florida's going to be a lot more tested. So again, if Florida can get Utah and Kentucky, I, they're going to be rolling heading to Knoxville. I think Anthony Richardson is a far better quarterback than Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker's good, but Anthony Richardson is better. Um, and then I think it's going to be a ball game, and we'll see what happens in that one. Yeah, I can't wait for that matchup. I also can't wait for this matchup. I know LSU isn't as good as they were these past few years, and they're also unranked, but they could get the Gators a shot for their money, but I still see the Gators winning this game because they're at home. Agree or disagree, Zach? LSU, that's for me, that's the key game right there. I mean, obviously we'll get to Georgia in a bit, but the yeah. Gators are 3-8 and eight against LSU the past 11 years, and if you look at it, usually when Florida's beaten LSU, it's set up a pretty good year for the Gators. Uh, also, it's a it's a measuring stick game. Both both schools come in with new head coaches this year. Yeah. Both schools have the athletes. Florida and LSU will never be depleted of athletes. They they always are going to have them, even if they don't have top ranked recruiting classes. It's where their schools are located. Very talent rich states. Um, Florida LSU has turned into a nasty rivalry over the years, going back to the Hurricane Matthew situation several years ago, and just different things like that. And that's that's a game that both schools have circled. So. It, it, I mean, both schools need to be ready for that game. Definitely yeah. definitely one I'm looking forward to. Next up is probably one of the toughest games of the year. First Georgia at the neutral site in Jacksonville. And look, I, I'm sorry. I just, you know, the Georgia, Georgia football team is really, really good. I mean, that's why they won the national championship. A ton of players from last year's squad, you know, they were drafted in this past 2022 NFL draft, but Georgia is still very talented. They come in ranked, I believe number, number, yeah, number three, number three. So do you really see the Gators winning this game? I I just, I mean, there's upsets in college football, but I mean, as of now, the Gators are unranked and as of now, Georgia is three. So as we're doing this on August 28th, I'm just going to say this four years if you look back, and I know we're not in the 90s anymore, but Florida had Georgia's number. It didn't matter if Georgia came in ranked number five and undefeated like they did in 2003. Gators beat them. Gators beat them a couple years ago when they didn't even have a quarterback after the guy got suspended for PEDs and they rolled out a running back and they threw the ball three times and they beat them. Crazy things have happened in this game. And also, yeah. don't forget, last year's game, as talented as Georgia was, it was three to zero at the end of the first quarter. As bad as the Gators were defensively, they were hanging in there. And then the wheels kind of fell off, and Georgia scored three touchdowns in a span of two minutes and 40 seconds. But before that, the Gators were right there with them. And I'm telling you what, if Billy Napier can get the Gators humming and going, you t- we just talked about some of the big games early on in the year. If the Gators can win some of those games, the one thing with a Billy Napier team, if you look back when he was at Louisiana Lafayette, the team, no matter what their record was, they got consistently better throughout the season. Georgia's, you know, late late October, Halloween weekend, you know, it doesn't get any bigger than Florida, Georgia on the St. John's River. 
I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I don't count Florida out in that game. There's too much history. That game means too much, um, especially if the Gators and Anthony Richardson is rolling. And think about this. If they win some of those earlier season games and he's putting up the numbers and the Gator defense is making tackles and not making stupid penalties, eh, anything can happen in Jacksonville. I agree, but let me tell you this. I don't think anything can happen in College Station, man. That is one tough place to win in. And Texas A&M comes in ranked sixth out of the college football teams. And guess what? That's where the Gators play the week after Georgia. And again, the game's at Texas A&M at College Station. That's really a loud house. That's the toughest place to win in. And honestly, the Gators, number one, are definitely not as talented as Texas A&M. And it is hard to win at Texas A&M, even if you are the same school level or maybe better than Texas Texas A&M. Agree or disagree? I, I agree with that. Uh, Texas A&M is really good. You know, Jimbo Fisher's putting together a heck of a team. But one thing to keep in mind also is it'll be interesting to see where those two schools are at that point. Because you'll have Florida coming off of LSU and Georgia. Yeah. have a bye week in between. But then you also have Texas A&M having played Alabama, yeah. um, Arkansas. So their fate in their season is going to kind of be potentially decided at that point too. I mean, Texas A&M this year, it's national championship or bust. Jimbo's kind of made that clear. Their fan base obviously has always made that clear. So, you know, if they have a couple losses by then, maybe they're, you know, kind of spinning their wheels in Florida. Florida can sneak up on them. But I do agree with you. That is going to be a really tough game for the Gators to go into College Station. Yep. So, skipping South Carolina and Vanderbilt. The final game of the season, this is where FL teams really comes into play. Here at FL teams, we cover every Florida sports team. And the last week of the season, it's a rivalry game. FSU and UF. Jordan Travis versus Anthony Richardson. The final game of the season is at Florida State in Tallahassee. This... Is what I think we've all been waiting for. I know Texas A&M and Georgia are the big games, but hey, nothing better than a rivalry game, especially here at FL teams because it's two college teams in the state of Florida. Zach, I want to hear your thoughts. Who do you got, UF or FSU? Well, so this goes to the uh, the depth of what Florida has on their roster. I mean, assuming Anthony Richardson is still healthy at that point, I give them a great shot to go into Tallahassee. Remember last year, as bad as Florida was, they didn't even have a coaching staff for that game, and they still beat FSU at home. Um, so, obviously, I have I have respect for FSU. I think that they're going to have a much improved year with uh, with their coach in Mike Norvell. But I also think that if the Gators, as I said, Billy Napier's teams have always progressively improved as the year goes on. I think that's going to be a ball game, and I think that Florida has a great chance to keep the streak going and go into Tallahassee. Now, obviously, come November, all that could change if Anthony Richardson is hurt and they're on their second or third string quarterback, and you know, their half their defensive line is out with injuries or linebacking core. You know, I might, I might, you know, not think their chances are too great. But as of right now in August, I think Florida. You know, look, Isaac, and and one thing is. 
you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this. Our viewers are going to think I'm crazy for saying this. I think Florida has a chance to win every game on their schedule. I know it's a bold statement, and many people are picking them to be 5-7, and 6-6, six and six, but I'm telling you, they have a lot of talent, and they are ready to go. Now, just because I think they have a chance to win every game, I'm not saying they're going to win every game. But I think every game, looking at that schedule, if they come prepared, ready to go, which a Florida team has not been the last couple years under previous coaching staff, I think they have a great shot to be competitive and win every game that they suit up for this year. Hey, it's definitely a hot take, but that's something Gator fans want to hear. But, hey, I'm just going to say this. The Gators have a very, very tough schedule. They do. But if they beat Utah week one, I think they're going to have a lot of confidence throughout the rest of the schedule. Right, exactly. I mean, they, they have the toughest September. It was it was graded out, you know, as far as teams in college football with who they match. Yeah, up I with. agree. But one thing also, and I said this in my show, but with the Utah game, you know, it's important for Gator fans to know, and it's important for myself to tell myself this. <laughs> the Utah game is big, but it also it, – it doesn't mean anything in the long run. Even if they lose to Utah, they still have their goals of, you know, SEC. You know, great Gator coach, head ball coach Steve Spurrier once said, you make it to Atlanta, you win the SEC, that's goal number two, then you have a chance for the national championship. I'm not saying Florida is going to go and win a national championship this year, but this year is all about building blocks and building steps in the right direction. Obviously, I think they have a great chance to beat Utah. I think that'd be a monumental win to start the Billy Napier era off. But if they come off short, I also don't think it's going to be like previous regimes where they just say, oh, shucks, and throw in the towel and for some reason not break down film and not have full practices, and then they go out and lose to a team that they have no business losing to. I also don't think we're going to see that this year. So, you know, I'm excited for the year. I think Gator Gator Nation should be really excited for the year. Yeah, I agree. Well, hey, Zach, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it, and I'm sure all the Gator fans appreciated your comments, your analysis, your opinion. Great stuff, man. Everyone here on FL Teams watching, please subscribe to our FL Teams YouTube channel, podcast platforms, and, of course, on social media at FL Teams. And stay tuned for our content, especially Zach, We'll be putting out tons of Gator content throughout the season. Any final words, Zach? No, not really. I think, I mean, you pretty much covered it. I will put out at least two Gator shows a week. And then also, remember, once hockey season starts, I'll be producing that Tampa Bay Lightning NHL content. Uh, So, you know, just a lot of stuff here on FL Teams for you guys to watch on YouTube and listen to on Apple Podcasts and check out on our Facebook and Twitter. I appreciate that, Zach. Again, everyone, thank you for listening. Go Gators, and we'll see you guys, I guess, next week. We'll see what happens against Utah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for having me.